Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like... Don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survived. He's kind of like an impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married. What leads them back to each other? Communication, conversation, and a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Misses. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Misses here alone in the studio on this rainy New York day. Thank God it's radio. I got some frizz going on today. And I have my cute hubby on the line from, where are you? Now I can't keep up with you. I'm I'm in I'm in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and I'm getting ready to board a flight to Dubai. So uh, spending a week out here uh, visiting clients, but also uh, creating new business. And uh, and so how's I'm your hair? You're in the far, desert. How's your hair doing? My hair is my hair is fantastic because it's less than five percent humidity in the desert. I'm like, <laughs> this is their version of Arizona for you. You know, uh, I, I, uh, jealousy. My wife does not like. My wife does not like frizz, which is Who not likes surprising. Frizz? So, I don't like resembling an frizz. alpaca. Not good. We just, have to, we, we just have to keep all the children away from her hair straightener. Otherwise, <laughs> you can end up with like it's a waffle industrial, iron on the back or something. It's industrial yeah. to deal with this thing I got it, going on. Serious stuff. But, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, out here, the perspective and the distance uh, and also the cultural differences uh, provides a different uh, edge to the opinions of what's going on politically. So it's just it's just interesting to uh, to listen to people out here. Uh, so what's their take on us now that you know with this presidency, this administration? Are you well received, or what's their what's their well, take on know, the whole listen, thing? The, you have you have to remember that uh, President Trump came to Saudi Arabia. He, that was his first trip. So. One of the one of the reasons why they like him, they were very nervous about his election, but uh, they believe that he's trying to be helpful towards uh, pushing a peace process. And uh, he's tied basically the Sunni Muslims, which the Saudis are are Sunni, uh, together with the Israelis. And so that could lead to forging a possible Mideast peace plan. Now, now. He's putting a hurt on the Iranians. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's It's Iranian. I've been telling you for oh. ever since we had dinner okay. at George at Mossbacker's house with that fine yeah. young Iranian woman. She corrected you many times. But right. you still right. say so we'll, Iran. We'll start using it right, but yeah, Iran. you just have to remember that if you don't if you don't like a group of people, Winston Churchill used to call the Nazis Nazis, and they would always say to him, "Well, you know, they're, they're Nazis, not Nazis." He says, "Yeah." I'm disrespecting them by uh, by uh, 
pronouncing it wrong, but I do like the Iranians. I just don't like the Iranians. Yeah, I don't like think you're Iranians. disrespecting them. I think you're just I, I, yeah, I don't like the having Iranians a hard time pronouncing it. The, Iranians, the radicalization of Iran, uh, of Iran uh, since 1979, the year of your birth, has been uh, a disaster for the region, and they have caused a tremendous amount of trouble in the region. They're a state sponsor of terrorism. They they funded Hamas. They funded Hezbollah. And uh, when I was in Iraq in 2011 on a troop support mission, you know, they were infiltrating in Iraq. And now they are uh, basically the uh, – Iraq is basically the supplicant of, of Iran. So, so it's, you know, in some ways when you think about the president and his speech, uh, the tough rhetoric and the speech people like, but, you know, when you're at the U.N. and you're uh, – you're really trying to bring peace and harmony to all nations. Some of the rhetoric is uh, too dark, you know, for the for the other 200 uh, countries. Wait, I, just, I have to just ask you something less dark before we get into this. Have you participated? I think I saw you online on YouTube doing that that uh, Saudi Arabian sword dance that Trump did last oh, time. Yeah. Did you do that? I think yeah, I let, saw let, you online. Let, <laughs> let, 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 let me let me tell you something. After watching him do the sword dance, I went into the corner when they start up the music. You know, but what, you can't even dance without that, swords. Imagine. No, I mean, listen. I have a very big white overbite to my dance set. Okay, yeah, he claps off beat. He can't even clap. Off was, this guy. In, in Back to the Future. What was Michael J. Fox's father's name? Mar- you remember? Marty. Ma- Marty. Oh wait, McFly. was the dad yeah, Marty too? I, yeah, I think he no, was, yeah, he maybe was Marty. Marty as well. We have to check that on, on, uh, yeah, I gotta... check that on Google. But that is my dance capability and skill set. Okay, It's Wonder Bread White with a big-time white overbite. So that's my self-assessment of my dance skills. But, but, but you know, here, you know, it's interesting. If you're wearing the traditional desert garb and yeah. you're not from oh, the George area. Oh, George McFly. Right? George. You're George, George McFly. George yeah. McFly. Marty right, was so that's, that was, the, that's the big no-no out here. You can't. If you're from the West, you have to be in a Western-style lawsuit. You cannot be a poser in Saudi Arabia. Not a good, not a good look. No, I understand that. That makes sense. Just like, so if I went to certain places, though, I would have to be way more conservative. Yeah, well, you'd have to wear you'd have to wear what's known as a hijab, and so you would have to cover up and. Uh, you know, That's fine with you know, me. You, you, you'd have the combination of either a broker or a hijab. I'm good with the, that. There's been more liberalizations here recently. Uh, women uh, uh, were brought into the workforce and allowed to work in the offices uh, two and, and a half years ago. they're allowed to drive. They're now now allowed to drive. Um, and so, you know, uh, I, I, you know, my wife says that I'm the worst driver in the world. She has not come to Saudi Arabia, so she doesn't really have a good ranking system. Oh, okay, then you must fit right in. He really is such there, a bad driver. You know, the, the, the expression here is that they started with a camel, and they drive the car like they're on a camel, so it's a little dangerous out here. Well, you know what I figured I mean, out never, about you and your driving? Bad. I read it today online, and I thought of you. I mean, it relates to more than just your driving, but it said people with really high IQs are super forgetful, so... Yeah. I think that totally applies to your driving because you're always thinking about whatever else you have to do and you're like swerving. You're in the middle lane on a two-lane highway, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All the time. I, and I left there. Or when By you way, back I, up I, into I oncoming traffic and you're like, why are they honking? Why are they honking? <laughs> like you're backing up onto a, 
a highway oncoming traffic. Hello. Well, it was either that or going 17 miles on the throughway to the next exit. So I, I, I took it was a risk calculation on that. Okay, spit you're my bring, water out. Bringing of that up from from six and a half years ago, that's fine. That's okay. But I did leave uh, one of my very nice ties in the uh, Four Seasons in Kuwait City. So uh, we're trying to track that down oh, now. So you're, see your forgetfulness in full swing. Yeah. Amen. Oh my very God. forgetful. Okay. Well. That's why I need to go on these trips so you can come back with all of your belongings. So, so should we talk a little bit about the Bernie and Sid show and the uh, the miraculous Deirdre Scaramucci there just uh, bombing away in there? I think I think the quote you use on the Bernie and Sid show was that I am a Republican and you are a human. So, what did you exactly mean by that? By the way, that was like one of my best lines. I don't even know where that came from. It was like. Spontaneous. Yeah, okay, it was genius. Out of, out of curiosity, I'm a Republican. I mean, he's a Republican and I'm a human. So go ahead. What does that mean? What's that all about? I'm just, I was just saying that I like to make decisions based on my heart and soul and some common sense. That's a human. A Republican doesn't always make decisions based on those elements. Okay, so you're saying I'm a little bit too partisan for you. I'm, I've lost some level of objectivity as a result of uh, being part of a party sometimes not all the time but sometimes i'm like hello mcfly going back to the <laughs> back to the future thing. All right. All right, but, well, but that's well, all i meant well, but it's nice for me right, to so take shots think? when you can't defend yourself that's what i was really right, but let's talk about let's talk about politics then for a second so talk about we, who what do you who are we talking about? about the political situation so oh okay let's talk about, well, let's my, talk about... Uh, my classmate Oh, Rod Rosenstein? Yeah, let's talk about him. Okay, let's talk. He was in my section. I've known him for 33 years. By the way, that's not good. You shouldn't tell people that because he looks a hundo. He looks 100 years old. So every time you tell me that, I cringe and think about how old you are. All right, so Rod Rod Rosenstein was my law school professor. (laughs) He's 25 years older than me. Okay, I mean, is that what you want me to say? You want me to produce fake news on our on our podcast? No, it's okay. okay but, no, but, you just feel good you about just, yourself. You look awesome. All right, but I mean, thank you. But I mean, this guy's in my section. He's a total Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. Twenty plus years of service in the uh, federal government and the Department of Justice, and now uh, he's a walking poster for Rush Limbaugh and the right and all these other guys. You know, and the truth of the matter is. You know, he may have disagreed with the president. Maybe he doesn't like the president. I don't know. But I don't think he was moving on the president to remove him from the, for, you know, invoking the 25th Amendment. And by the way, just so listeners know, that is a hugely difficult thing to do. You've got to get more than half of the cabinet. You've got to get the Senate to vote on it. Uh, you've got to get the vice president on board. I mean, it's it's not like you can just wake up one morning and it's the boardroom in The Apprentice, and everyone turns back on Trump and says, you're fired. It right. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work like that. So, you know, in no way in my mind, he may have said it, he may have been joking about it. By the way, though, just like, could, not to judge a book by its cover, but he doesn't really look like someone who jokes around that much. <laughs> but, like, yeah. his, it doesn't look like he's one who would be sarcastic about something like that, but maybe I'm wrong. 
I don't well, know. Look, I, 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 I don't know. I, Does I just he come across? He comes guy. across pretty serious. I maybe he maybe he doesn't yeah. know how to deliver serious a joke, guy, so people thought he was serious. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see the guy won't put, trying to remove the president. So I just think that like we have to dial back some of the crazy and some of the nonsense. You know? Okay, but doesn't this but, stem back but, to? But he's I was. Gone. I mean, you think he's going to be gone? Okay, but. We, we'll do, go yeah. back to him for one second, but I just want to say this goes back to the basics of nobody can make a joke anymore. Nobody can say mm-hmm. anything anymore. Everything is so serious and you're done. And it's a shame. But anyway, so you, you, you think, think he's gone? Don't you think, babe, that, don't you think that social media did that to everybody? Yeah. Now we have this uh, magnifying glass. Everybody's got a voice. The anonymous voices and the trolls and the robots are hitting people super hard on Twitter. Um, I mean, I, I, I always know it's a You know, Avenatti, Avenatti uh, made his account private today on Twitter because he couldn't deal with the bots and the trolls. So he had to go private. Right. I mean, he's got a lot of followers, so, I mean, it's not like he's cutting off right. his um, supply, but right. he, I guess he, no new followers. So, even though there's always a way around wow. all that, but. Well, yeah, no, I get it, but I mean, so they're probably hitting them from every which angle. I mean, they they hit me, and what they do is they they switch it up. You know, like uh, in the beginning, my fifteen minutes of fame were over. Now it's you know he has no qualifications to be on television or no qualifications to do this. So, so well, that's so funny. That's what you and I always every time Anthony reads something he doesn't like, I always make fun of him because he's like, whatever, that's just a bot. And I'm like, yeah, okay, the bot just. The bot wrote that five-line diss. Seven, I don't think so. Seven followers with a fake name. And Whatever. A fake I, there are okay. people who oh, have seven a, followers. Some people have seven followers. That doesn't mean they're a bot. That means they have no friends. Okay, but it's the same word. I mean, look at what they were. They were look at look at what the Republicans do or the Democrats. Right? They use the same words. They send out a communication tip, and they say, "Okay, we're going to use the word smear." Have no friends, and they're very uncreative and they can't think of their own thing to say to you okay, but whatever well, makes, makes you feel, feel better, better. Babe. whatever makes, makes, yeah, you... makes me feel better to, <laughs> makes me feel better to call them bots okay. so that's my story i'm actually sticking with it me too i whenever someone says i'm ugly and i look like um pinocchio I, i'm like that's a bot <laughs> <laughs> what about when they call you barbara streisand that's not a yeah, bot that's, that's like a bot. oliver stone that's also a bot. Oh, that's a bot or, right. or maybe oliver stone Unless has like an alias on twitter Right, he is a he is a verified bot. bot. Yeah, he's he's scouting it. Yeah, yes. that was one of your I'm being days, trolled by that, him. That was one of your days of ego devastation. But actually, you know, you don't look like Barbara Streisand. Thanks. So, so listen to me. That, so we were. Uh, so you think he's going to be gone on Thursday? Then I think he's going to be gone on Thursday because you know it's either Stein. a resignation it or, or firing. And, um, I don't know. I'm not trying I think to it's be like rude Iran and Iran. I, I don't know idea. how to pronounce. I think it's Ro- I think it's Rosenstein actually, from what I remember in school. But but listen, I mean, so he'll have a very interesting story to tell. I'm going to invite him to our salt conference. Yeah, we know each other for 30 years. Well, if he's That's still in the administration in, in May, he can't join us. But we'll see. Yeah, no, I I know that, but I I, I think it's very unlikely just given what's going on now. So so but but you know so he's gone. Now you've got who's going to take over the Russian investigation. Who's it going to be? And, you know, the president, I don't know. It's a good question. Well, I mean, who's the under the deputy? To... Who's the next person in line? So 
So the weird thing, hon, is that the person that was under him quit about the, it was a woman, actually very bright. Um, um, my, You're like very is, muffled. Are you trying to, are you muffling yourself? No, I said, no, no, I said it's a woman. Her name is, her name is escaping me right now. She was very bright, but she quit three months ago. So I, there's a gap down now into who would replace him. So, yeah, um, I mean, you can't just but, have you know, any Joe that, Schmo doing that. You kind of have no, to. No, but really... the truth of the matter, whoever replaces him, it's a, uh, it's a very, very bad seat because you're just whoever it is, you're going to be ta- unless they put Sean Hannity in that seat or Judge Jeanine Pirro, they're going to attack and light the person up, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just you know, listen. I mean, we've gotten to the point now where the mudslinging, the accusations, uh, it it is they're, they're raising the bar higher and higher in politics. You know, when I think about what happened to me and to you for that matter, as a result of your relationship with me and my ejection one short year ago. I mean, this thing is amped up. I mean, this is, you know, I was at a 250 degrees. We're just going to burn you a little bit on the edges. We're going to leave the uh, the middle of the cookie dough soft. I'm not dead. This I'm just really badly burned. That's from Austin Powers. Right, exactly. <laughs> now this is like full evisceration, you know, so, so they're going to, they're going to take this, this guy, uh, just judge, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, again, like them or dislike them. I'm not saying anything about the women and what their experiences are in life. I'm not invalidating it at all. I'm just pointing out he's got 35 years of experience where he's worked with women in the workforce for that 35-year period of time. No one has ever registered a complaint. He's probably a boozer in college and, and, and high school, and it just makes you wonder uh, what the next generation, how are they going to find people to fill these jobs? Because the next generation's got video, they've got Twitter, they've got Facebook. Well, maybe the um, next generation and, won't be so righteous. How about that? Right, maybe. Maybe, because it, seems like, it seems like this is a good weapon to use. This this is reputation-damaging sort of stuff, you know? Well, you I know mean, what, though? I, I was I, thinking about it today. There'll be less room for interpretation because there'll be, unfortunately, more evidence, literally, because everybody tapes every single thing. Everything's on video. Everything has a picture attached to it. So if you do do something, the odds are someone will have recorded it or taken a picture. So there will be evidence. So maybe that maybe that's one up upside to social media or iPhones that... There's always going to be some sort of proof that something happened. Maybe, but, you know, suppose you're 17 years old and you've made this absolutely stupid, ridiculous, regrettable mistake. Oh, I think it's a shame because I know I did that for sure. Oh, I know. It's bad. I know. And I I can only hope that, I mean, I, I know. I wouldn't want to be talking about anything I did in high school or college. So I think it's bad. Well, look, I mean, I think, every, I think everybody feels that way. So. So, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, there's, there's, uh, for me, and we have five children, and they're in varying ages from 26 to one. But my, my message to the older kids is, hey, you got to be super careful now, because we've now decided, uh, you know, everybody's game, and everybody can get their reputation eviscerated in five minutes. I know, it's just a terrible way to live where you can't, you can't. I mean, not that you need to be free running around like an absolute maniac, not thinking about your actions or decisions, but mm-hmm. it t- it kind of limits you on 
what you can say, what you can do. It's a weird way to live. But well, did you watch let's, the? Let's you, I don't. You were not with me. I'm sorry. You were not with me last night. So after I put our kids to bed by myself. No, actually, with my mom because she's oh, yeah guilt guilt injection. So nine thousand miles away, if, I'm getting injected with guilt. Right. Go ahead. So you're over there doing your thing. No, you're working hard. So I'm not, I'm just kidding. But so I put the kids to bed and I I recorded the um, Martha McCallum interview, and yeah. I was so uncomfortable watching it. So uncomfortable. It's not comfortable to be asked questions about anything of that nature his wife looked like she wanted to crawl out of her tweed jacket that she probably bought that morning and he unfortunately i i watched him the first time in his hearing and then last night and Mm -hmm. i'm not understanding i know that he's obviously a very intelligent human and very um he obviously has gotten to where he is because of who he is or how smart he is, but he did not impress me the first time or last night. And I know last night it, there were, his emotions were running high. He looked like he was going to cry, but he seems so timid. I'm just trying to understand how that works for for somebody in that type of position. Maybe he's very well, cerebral, I mean, listen, so he me, comes across. Make... What? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, I think you're, and look, I, I watched it this morning. I, I, I pulled it off of YouTube and watched it, and so... I thought the body chemistry was very awkward. Oh, it was uh, so there's bad. been many scenes. It was like me and you on Dr. Like Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Phil, like, the looks uh, that Dr. I mean, the looks that Dr. Phil were giving me, I felt like I was shrinking like Paul Rudd in the Ant Man. I mean, I was like, I felt know, like I was going to just off fall ground. off that big old stool they had us on, like faint oh, right in front crazy. of. On the television, on prime, whatever you, daytime but, television. Yeah, but, but we weren't, we weren't, we weren't faced with a political firestorm. Go, go back uh, to 1991, where the Clintons were on 60 Minutes. Oh, I would just choke and, you. Uh, I would then, just punch you right then, now. Then, Mrs. Clinton had neck. to uh, air, air defense. No, you, yes, you would throw things at me and you choke me because you've got a lot of Italian in you. I'd so run around with a ro- with a rolling pin. Yeah. No, there would there would definitely be some lumps on my head, like you know <laughs> the way Wild Wild E. Coyote got it from Roadrunner. I know that, but 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 with with, with Kavanaugh, what's interesting is he doesn't have the medal of Clarence Thomas, and so if you go back at YouTube, I watched Clarence, Clarence Thomas because Martha McCallum yeah. had a clip, and he was yeah. so fired up, and yeah, I like that. Yeah, that like saved that. him. I think that saved him. You know, and so. It's just interesting, uh, you know, uh, I know the White House comms team is working with him, and I know he's got his own outside consultants working with him, and I think they made the right decision to do the interview because it was awkward. There was a lot of body language tension there, but at least uh, when you're in a situation like that, it is more humanizing to see the couple together than to see a sheet of paper and a list of accusations. But Clarence Thomas saved himself. And, and just, you know, taking people back into American history, um, there was a situation with Richard Nixon when he was the vice president of, uh, of Dwight Eisenhower. And Guys, wake me up when this part where, is over, okay? Uh, uh, okay, but this is important, and some people will like it. He, just he got in trouble for some campaign finance violations, and and so Dwight Eisenhower was thinking about dropping him from the ticket, and he gave a very famous speech 
known as the Checker speech because it was named after the family dog. And he got on national TV and defended himself. And he said, but by the way, my, my wife has a cloth coat. She doesn't have a fur coat. I didn't do anything wrong. But we did get a dog from one of the donors. I'm just letting you know our dog checkers. No matter what happens here, I'm not giving up the dog. And so they call it the checker <laughs> speech. The, 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 he comes off. He was very awkward on TV, always sweating profusely. And the White House switchboard lit up with people from around the country that rallied to support him. And so I'm just wondering who's advising Kavanaugh and who's giving him some historical I feel context. Like he's and getting he's advice from the White House. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think I they're think part so. of it, but it just seems to me like he's not he's not in the gear that he needs to be to push this thing into the end zone. But no, but that's I, why I'm, I'm saying go out on a, I feel like he's so I don't want I don't is it mean to say meek, but he's kind of like a pushover. We're it's looking weird. for a fair process where I can be heard and defend the my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women, starting with the the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. So in his voice, he sounds so nervous. He's caught caught off guard, you know, and and so one other thing makes me think of the difference between Clarence Thomas and and Kavanaugh's life story is that he, you know, he went to some fancy schools and he, he may have lived a, you know, a little bit of a pampered life. I mean, I don't know the background of his life, but I'm just saying, Guys like Bill Clinton that grow up with nothing. Or you got to be like Thomas scrappy. Grow up with, like you, yeah, they're scrappy. They, 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 You're well, scrappy. Yeah, that's I know. They, they, they wanted to build a shame box for me after I got hit in Washington. I was like, hey, that's not happening. And, you know, you, you know, no one's defining my life. And people that are listening to this podcast, you can't let anybody define your life or push you around. You've got to operate your life on your own terms. But I do, I'm going to go out on a limb, despite what I thought was a bad interview. Well, a good idea, but a bad execution. Uh, despite that, um, I think he's going to get it. Um, and so I'm going to make a prediction here that he is confirmed uh, in the next uh, uh, 10 days. Um, and that will send uh, the Democrats at the full-blown haywire, and it will put more pressure on the Republicans as it relates to the women's vote uh, coming up in November. So, But I do think he gets it. What do you think? I'm not sure, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll talk about it next week. We probably still won't know I, by I, then, they had, they had I don't really know, to, honestly. He needs, he needs to, he, one person could break, but I doubt it. I think that they realize that uh, it'll really crush their base. Um, I think they have a better chance in the midterms if they confirm them, even though they're going to lose some of, the, some of the women in there. So so what did you think of the president's speech today? Did you see that? Because I was watching yeah. that as well from, uh, from over here. What's right now I'm there? watching him on uh, live television drinking red wine. It's always interesting. Oh, well, he doesn't drink. That's what I'm really? saying. I'm well, he might just be yeah. being uh, gracious. Yeah. He's holding the glass. But he... Raising toast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Thank God this cat doesn't drink, though, babe. Could you imagine this cat drinking? I don't think... I mean, I, this would be like... That would be like if you were 6'2 you know? or something. It would be way too much going on there. I always I think, mean, like, I, if I, Anthony I'm, was I'm tall, I would be, like, running for the woods. I'm all, I'm always I'm always permanently six two in my own mind. Okay, <laughs> and our and our producer Neil is also six two. Just for the record, here, okay. Yeah, you guys are. Well, good. I appreciate that, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his chair hiked up to the ceiling over okay. here. Okay, Neil. Just so you know, I have an optical illusion, but you know, it's at Skybridge, 
the guys that do better are below five foot seven. Okay, the guys that are six foot one, you know, they they're, they're over the age, they're over the height requirement of the phone. Yeah, yeah. well, you have to be a legend in your own mind. Team. He is. We all know that. <laughs> Exactly. Wait, exactly I gotta tell right. you something. I also, so I, I have, a, you know, I have to take breaks from all of this serious news, and so yeah, I thought of you this morning, and I really laughed because I wish you could tell the story about your. See, this is something you wouldn't want to talk about in front of the world. Your uh, Greek experience when you were young. Remember after you drank oh, a I bottle of ouzo? Oh, I, I have no problem. But you see, like. I'm going to actually share the story because it was literally one of the worst <laughs> experiences of my life. But that was and when so, you decided I, you I couldn't really drink too much because you no, I, what I, happened. I, I, You're insane. No, I decided that, first of all, the good news for me is that I am a happy drunk. Would you at least stipulate that for the listening audience? Yes. I'm a happy drunk, right? Definitely. So, but one problem is I really can't drink. I'm a total lightweight. If you ask any of my family members, uh, they like laugh. This guy can have like a half a beer and he's lit up. So, so I very rarely drink as a result of that, but I got so drunk on Uzo at the age of 21 on the Island of Crete. Uh, Which is uh, basically that something a, that you're supposed to either take one sip of or put in your coffee. It's like an after dinner. Yeah. It's super sweet. Doesn't it taste yeah, like black so it's, licorice? It's, it's like anisette. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like not a something you're supposed drink. to drink like, like that. You know, you're not supposed to drink the entire absolutely, bottle. Absolutely the worst hangover that I've ever experienced in my life. Absolutely <laughs> horrifying. But what was what was worse than that? I'm trying to figure out, are you telling the whole now, story? Are you about to tell the whole story? No, I'm, I'm about to tell the whole story. And, and, and saying this now, okay. I'm going to say it uncensored so people can realize fallibility in life, but also... Uh, I want to take myself out of the equation to ever be a Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> I'm going to tell the whole story, okay? So I got blitz drunk doing Uzo shots at the age of 21, and I wandered back to the hostel that we were uh, staying in. Oh, my God. Fell asleep with my entire outfit on from that night out at that club. Uh, and I want Meanwhile, I, woke I was up, in first was... grade at the time. Okay, rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> Okay, so, go on. Now I wake, I wake up, and unfortunately, I have crapped my pants. Okay, so I don't know if Neil's got anything <laughs> like the bump bump, but it was absolutely horrifying. Okay, and so I, I had, I took, and this is the thing I'm really, really upset about. And so, hopefully, that hostile innkeeper someday I can find him or her and offer an apology. I'm 21, and you know what 21 year olds do with their clothing. I took Instead my pants of off in my underwear. Instead of cleaning it, which is what, you know, you do, I opened the door to the hotel room and I threw the pants with everything, including everything. And the underwear, the whole Up thing. on the roof, up on the roof of the hostel. <laughs> and so it was literally one of the most horrifying and most embarrassing experiences of my life. So, so, you know, again, bad things can happen to people, stupid things. People can make mistakes. And so, like, you know... There was a reason I was telling you this, though. I was tying it into Trump not drinking because that would be complete and total chaos. And the other thing is I was reading yeah. this morning because I was trying to take a break from the seriousness of everything. And I was reading about a spider mating party in Greece. So basically, yeah. this group of spiders have made this like massive web 
it's like a thousand feet wide stretching across right. the beach in Greece and they're just having like a full-on spider orgy. <laughs> so it made yeah, me think so of you. Like an a- ancient Greek Bacchanalian orgy? Yes, but so, so even mean, the spiders I mean, know how to get down in Greece. Well, I mean, so so none of those spiders, of course, could make it to the Supreme Court. No, now, they can. Right? They will I mean, not so, make it to the spider yeah, Supreme Court. They're done. So, I mean, look, I just told a horrifically embarrassing story so you can share your stories on Twitter or if you're a robot out there, you can attack me for no, telling that horrifically embarrassing story. It's but, a good but here, story. But here's the thing. No, but here's the thing. Okay, I, I like telling my kids that story, too, because... This is a safe you never place, wanna... Anthony. You can tell all your stories here. It's your safe place. <laughs> you, don't wanna, you don't ever want to be in a position where you've lost your control of your environment. And so it seems like, uh, and, and I'm a contemporary of Judge Kavanaugh and some of his friends, it seems like that frat house behavior that we all experienced in high school and in college, okay, I find it very surprising that it's coming home to roost uh, in the way it is right now. And so before we move on to another topic, is he permanently damaged? Do you think Clarence Thomas was permanently damaged? And is, is he permanently damaged by a result of what happened here? Um. I don't think so. I don't think Clarence Thomas is permanently damaged. He seems to be doing just fine. Yeah. But no, this is I don't a new so error. I don't I, know. I think, I think that's the interesting thing about the culture, too. Two weeks from now, there'll be a mega story that'll be. Like, yeah, that's what, what I told you last two weeks week. Two weeks ago, it's inconsequential. Yeah. But let me ask you this I have a question. I'm going to throw something back yeah. at you. Mm-hmm. Other than it impacting your livelihood, do you really care what people think about you? Because I don't. When everything went down with you, do you really care what everybody thinks about you, or do you care what I think about you, or your kids think about you, or your fam- well, your family thinks about you? It's I, the people that I matter. I care what my kids. Yeah, I care what my kids and you and my family thinks about. That's me. what I'm saying. Like, That's you know, what really matters. Not some, the, not the entire universe. The, who who cares what they think? The, the, the truth of the matter, though, is people are going to learn in my book what Washington does and what the setup is uh, to to smirch people and how, you know, guys operationalized uh, negative stories about me, anonymous stories. Uh, Some, some of the stories were not factually accurate. Um, And it, and it, and it hurts. There's no question about that. And it also, it's designed to spook you. You know, what Washington does to a person like me, they're like, okay, we don't want this guy anywhere near us. He's too direct. He's too honest. He's a front stabber. We like backstabbing here. So what they do is they try to build you a shame box. They try to mortify you and embarrass you and then hope that you go away. Well, let me ask you something. Somebody gave me such an awesome piece of advice once. And when you and I were going through all of our stuff, I thought about it all the time. So how many people are on this planet now, right now? How many billion? 7.3 billion. Okay. Maybe 7.3 billion. So there are 7.3 billion people on the planet. So you have to think about... Do you really care about one out of the 7.3 billion? Do they really impact you? Or can you make it, even if that person has a negative opinion of you? So I always think that it's one out of 7.3 billion, so you're going to be fine. You know? Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's yeah, go hey, on to listen, the United yo, Nations, here. babe. We got to keep it moving here. Okay. Yeah, so you think he was too much of a nationalist in his speech today? Well, I think I think that the themes are his persistent themes, and so he's stubborn and he wants to send that message to everybody. But frankly, I think those people got that message. They got that message with his election, and they got that message last year. And he he would have been better served, in my opinion, had he talked a little bit more compassionately, and had he talked uh, with a little bit less of that. You know, America first rhetoric. I mean, everybody knows where he stands. We we know that he's uh, he, he's putting America first. I I get why he's doing that. Um, and the economy's doing well. And there's other things. He's also well, trying. You know, when he, when hear, he goes uh... to places like the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. he's he's trying to tell people that he wants to be part of the global community as well. And I would have focused on that. In fact, I think his speech. In Davos, if you go back to January of this year, was a way better speech. So whoever helped him write that speech in Davos, way, Isn't it way always better. The same people? It's like Stephen Miller and I don't know. Um, I don't, did you I don't hear know. the part where he's in the beginning? He opened up and he was touting all of his accomplishments. In less than two years, yes. my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. <laughs> Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Yeah. So that was pretty funny, actually. But yeah. they were laughing yeah, well, at I him. Mean, so I don't a, know if he knows that, but they were laughing at him. Well, well, I mean, so, I mean, here's the thing. You're, you're, you're presiding over the largest economy in the world. You're presiding over the cornerstone of the wor- the world's global order, which was formed after World War II. So you want there to be a little bit more dignity, if you will. Did we lose you? Oh, well, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, just talking. Yeah. You know, you want you want there to be more dignity. Did you just go into what the bathroom? He was expressing expressing today. It sounds very echoey. Uh, Tell maybe. the truth. Maybe. Tell the truth. I gotta Rocket get to the, man. I gotta get to the. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh God. Hey, okay. hey, that's the right. Hey, that's the right description too. By the way, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, that's a perfect description. Uh, Rocket yeah. man. <laughs> oh my God. Sound bites are the best. I love them. All right. So, so what, what do we have well, left what, to talk no, about? I want to know. I have. I have. Board, a, I have a, this plane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. All right. So we got yeah. some questions from some. Followers. Let's go over. Um, yep. And I thought they were pretty cool. One of them I liked a lot because it was apolitical and kind of right. it's something that you and I both are into. So I thought it was cute. She said, so this is Samantha Lynn, <clears throat> Sam Rothschild, 20. Uh, yeah, Sam Rothschild. That's her handle. Yep. Here's my question. I read an article a few months ago that said Anthony was a lover of, of astrology. Is this true? So you want to answer yep. that? Uh, totally, totally true. I'm a big time lover of astrology. Uh, I think it's a, it's a fascinating, there's a fascinating historical thing that happened for 3000 years in terms of the study of, of astrology, particularly in the area that I'm in, in the world right now, you know, it actually started in Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq. 
uh, and migrated to Arabia and then into Europe. And one of the best books on this topic is called The Faded Sky, which was written by Benson Bobrick uh, back in 2005. And he, he describes in the book what the ancient world felt about the, the astrology. And uh, I'll, I'll say one last thing about it. You know, if your body is the same composition as the earth in terms of the water concentration in your body and the matter concentration, and the moon is affecting the tide moving the water on earth, well, if your body's the exact same composition and you're sitting on the earth, of course it's having an effect on your, uh, on your body. And so the ancients uh, really studied this stuff and they had an opinion about it. And so for me, I find it fascinating. The Catholic Church spent uh, hundreds of years burning all the documents related to this, yeah. and they spent hundreds of this. years besmirching it. They even moved the calendar hunt. They moved the calendar to knock people off of uh, thinking about astrology. So you know what? Uh, you the know answer what is yes. If you like reading ago? about it, you know what? All, this whole time I thought I was a Taurus, which I am. I remember, la- I don't know, it was like four or five years ago, all of a sudden they were changing the uh, the dates and the signs. And I was like, no way am I an Aries. Like, hells no. Remember that? Yeah, no, that, that got that got refuted, actually. I mean, so there's a lot of documentation on that I as panicked. well. But look, whatever. I mean, you know, here's You know the what, thing. though? Like, Anthony you know, also uses uh, astrology it's a, it's a as a, uh, he uses it as a, um, that's how he wrote me in with his cheesy, what's your sign? I roped I rope Jim with that. With okay, the... I thought it was I thought it was other things. <laughs> oh yeah. You, at this point, you can play the Rocket Man thing again, you know, if you want. Okay, play Go, the Rocket Man. So Rocket Man. So. <laughs> all right. Well, you had her at so, hello. Are, are there any other no, questions? I'm now walking in the terminal, heading heading for Dubai. All what right. other questions? Um, were there? there were a few more. So, so Marianne T said, "How does the rest of your family line up politically?" I'm the only Republican yeah. in my family, and it occasionally gets painful. How do you try to keep it from being destructive? You you know how you do that? You don't talk about it. You just keep it like to yourself at a holiday, anything like that. No discussion. That's my advice. Well, I would I would I would definitely say that your imposition of not talking about politics at the holiday lasts through the appetizer. And, and then, then someone always Uncle has to John sneak it. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. My yeah, Uncle John goes sneaks full, it in there. Go, goes full jihad and mm-hmm. starts expressing opinions. And then, and then the, uh, and then the flower sweet children potatoes at the table get irritated. Thrown to, exactly. by the then flower, the flower children. children at the table get irritated. So and their the patchouli gets is, all riled up. I wear patchouli, too. So the, bottom line, the bottom line, I would say to people, and this is one of the best features of your personality, is that... Uh, you have a wonderful way of not demonizing people that have different ideas from you, different opinions from you, and you're willing to be super accepting of all that. So you know why? I, I am a flower child learn. at heart. You know, I yeah. might wear well, leather I pants, that, but, I think but that's I'm something a flower I've learned child. From you. Yeah, that's no, a good I get way it. to be. You I get it. It's a, open mind, yeah. open heart. Nope. We have one more yeah, well, uh, one question. You want to go with it? On both sides, people are closing. Closing your mind. Yeah, go ahead. Give me the next question. Okay, this is also kind of on the same plane. This is from Globetrotter. Um, it seems that love of family can easily turn nasty when it comes to politics. What advice would you give to regular families about managing the same political divide? Same kind of question. 
Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I mean, I think you're the best equipped for it. You know, but my my thing is, you know, and I and I try to express this on these TV shows, whether I'm on MSNBC or CNN, and the anchor has a very different opinion than me. I just never try to make it personal or never try to make it hostile. I think what's happened is, you know, the move towards demonization and, okay, your opinion is different from mine, and so now I have to bury you and turn you into a cartoon or a, a uh, two-dimensional caricature in order to discredit what you're saying. Um, we got to stop doing that. And so my, my thing would be, you know, be respectful, listen, uh, offer your point of view and see if you can create an open mind. Well, my thing is, which I always think about is in everything, not just politics, but if both of us have to be right, we'll lose each other. That's what I always yeah. think. Well, that's that's a that's a great line that, you know, a, a lot of people say about marriage, you know, yep. uh, you can be married or you can be right. And so, you know, <laughs> we both we both have to both have to take well, that. We're to married, heart, so you know? I guess we're always wrong about yeah. everything. Well, no, we're married. So the good news is you got to you got to give and take. All right. Well, I love you. I've got to board this plane. Okay. And so, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm predicting he gets confirmed. Let's see what happens. And uh, we'll and meet you back next here week. next Tuesday. Right. Are you ever coming back? If, um, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. All right. Come on you're, back. You're, 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 you're we're yeah, missing I'll you at this Friday point. Morning. All right. I'm, I'll All right, take God the bless. Uh, blow love, doll out of the bed. Any loving kisses. And uh, okay, I'll see you I next love week. You. I'll see you soon. Love you too. Safe trip. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.